Monday I was uh, meeting another um, investigator down in Chattanooga and uh, on my way down there I had to go up to uh, the top of Signal Mountain to meet this person and on the way up Signal Mountain I came across this house that was um, well there's no other way to say it it was uh, a flying saucer on stilts uh, painted silver and um, had little holes around the side for windows it was a flying saucer and being a real estate appraiser for you know 30 some odd years it crossed my mind wow how do you appraise that i'm hal humphreys this is the appraisal update uh, we're very glad you're here i'm joined today by melissa bond appraiser out of uh, mississippi uh, melissa welcome to the show well, hi, Hal. Thank you for having me. We're tickled you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Melissa. What, what do you do? Where are you from? Those kind of things. All those interesting points. <laughs> I am Melissa Bond uh, of Melissa Bond Quality Education. I am a 27-year appraiser. Um, I am a CE instructor as well as a CE provider for several states in the Deep South. And for those of you who are listening, if you've... Um ever taken a class from Melissa, you know that she is a dynamic and entertaining presenter. Uh, she's a great educator. Uh, and full disclosure, we're uh, in the studio today here at Appraisory Learning uh, because Melissa has been working on a new course uh, with us here at Appraisory Learning um, on appraising unique homes. And uh, I thought, you know, my, my experience earlier in the week of seeing the Flying Saucer House fit really nicely in with the topic of unique homes. So Melissa, um, let's just kind of talk broad brush and then we'll get into some kind of specific examples. But when you're appraising um, an exotic fruit, are you looking to find apples to compare it to or do you need to find other exotic fruits? That is a very good point. And when you are comparing exotic fruit to other exotic fruit, they do not have to be identical. They have the same qualities and characteristics that are just similar, not identical. Sometimes, That's the key. Sometimes I think the, the, the similarity is in just the utter weirdness of some of these places. Absolutely. There are properties that I have had the, um, the wonderful opportunity <laughs> to be exposed to. Um, some earth sheltered homes, which uh, most of the home is completely underground. Uh, you kind have, of a hobbit house. Uh, well, <laughs> you have that uniqueness of you absolutely can't see it unless you get on one side of the property. And I've always found that for, for those kind of subterranean houses, the ones that are covered up with the earthen berm earthen, houses. Earthen um, houses. I, I'm always worried that Bilbo Baggins is going to walk out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're safe on that count. Um, they, they really are not as unusual as we may think. There are two just in my county that I know of, and I'm a small county in South Mississippi. Um, in the state of Mississippi, there are others. Um, another unique property that um, I've, I've always admired is the castle home. We have two castle homes in my area. I have come across two other castle homes in my travels. 
that's four. So they're not as 100% unique as we think, but there, there is obviously a demand, maybe a diminished pool demand, but still a demand for those. For someone that wants a castle house, nothing but a castle nothing house will, will do. Nothing will do. It's going to be a castle. And if it was mine, I would wear the prince's crown and I'd wear it with a smile. I'm walking around all Game of Thrones through the house. <laughs> all my own. <laughs> uh, another unique property that I've come across, Hal, is the um, Clonset Hut style. Um, you know, sometimes folks just have some ingenuity about them and maybe their, their funding is such that it's something that this is in line with what they're able to construct themselves and they go forward with that. Um, I have seen more Quonset Hut homes than I could even count right now. And who would have thought Quonset Huts would make a who nice home? Who would have home? thought? Yeah. And but it they has. Do. They do. And there's, there's another in my area that when I, when I tell you they're almost on every acre, because remember I'm rural appraising, is a barn dominium. Mm -hmm. You have horses with all the fragrance that goes along with them, and you know, 10 foot above, you know, you have a single family apartment style or truly a just every bit of a residence. I've seen I've seen the barn dominium projects that uh, the interior of the the living space of those things is like the finest Absolutely. quality post and beam construction yes. I've ever seen. Just yes. gorgeous pieces of property. And then you have horse manure below you. Well, yeah. So that you know, I always found that to just be interesting. Mm -hmm. But the fact that when I've appraised them, now I I will tell you I've not had three barn dominiums, <clears throat> but when I had one, I was excited. The market is speaking to that style. The market is speaking to that um, uniqueness and multifunction. And I, I think the, the, the important thing that I would like to get across and, and, and the thing that I've seen happen, um, a residential appraiser gets an assignment to do one of these properties and they immediately freak out and say, I don't know how to do this. Um, I would say, uh, you know, number one, um, you know, speaking of the horse manure on the, on the ground floor, some people see a pile of horse manure and they think, oh, this is just horse manure. Other people think, well, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. And it's fertilizer. And it's fertilizer. <laughs> um, you know, it's an opportunity to learn something new. It's an opportunity to exercise your brain. And mm -hmm. I think also it's an opportunity to explain to your client, hey, this is going to take a little bit more time, so we're going to have to charge right. more money for it. Right. So right. talk to me about how, how, to, how to talk um, residential appraisers into taking these unique properties as assignments instead of just running away from them. What I would say to you as the appraiser that your first thought is, I, I wish one of my peers had received this assignment. The first thing I want to say to you is step up to the challenge. Step up, set yourself apart as an expert. Um, you know, let's use USPAP for a second. You know, USPAP is so definitive in its descriptions of acquiring competency. You know, we can acquire competency if we feel that we are not competent to do this assignment. Uh, go through the steps necessary. Have that conversation with your client because I can assure you many times 
in the client's mind, you're going to a 2,200 square foot brick on slab as traditional as it gets, and they have no idea what they what is truly going to be the subject of this assignment you're doing. So yep. educate your client. Once you bring those facts out to them, it is easier, number one, for you to be able to say, this has now become a complex assignment. Scope of work changes. Yep. Here's a scope of work change. Scope creep, boom, 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 moving up. And now we're, we're going from a $500 appraisal to maybe a $1,200 or $1,500 appraisal. Whatever your market can bear yep. and whatever you and your client come to an agreement on. But just remember, you're going to spend additional time, very likely, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's a complex assignment like that. Be the professional that your license says that you are. Don't shy away from these things. I encourage you to take them. I think it's a fantastic thing. And, you know, I had several years ago, this is probably 30 years ago, 30, uh, 25 years ago, um, I was asked to appraise a house. And uh, I went out to inspect the house. And I get out there and it's this just you know, your standard mm. brick ranch, you know, one-story rambling ground floor. Uh, the garage was huge and when i say the garage was huge it was huge and inside the garage was an airplane and right behind the house was a grass runway and every other house in the subdivision had a hangar and access to the grass runway my first reaction was oh geez how do i deal with this but once i got my head around it Mm -hmm. i talked to the client, said, I need to figure out how to address these issues and become competent uh, to appraise this property, but I think it's possible. Um, And I did. And then what happened is, I didn't know this at the time, but there are countless of these, what they call air parks around Mm -hmm. the country, where people build a home with a hangar and access to a grass runway. And it's handled like a a homeowner's association. They maintain the runway and all that business. there are a number of these across the country and there are very few real estate appraisers who are competent to appraise those properties Um, so i started for a long time getting calls from people saying hey i've got this air park home can you come and i would travel all over the country to do this well Um, so it became a lucrative side business absolutely i agree with you i'm going to add one thing to that because i too have appraised a property that was the exact similar conditions as yours one thing, always make certain that you do thorough research. The reason for that was, uh, on this particular subject, anyone that owned property on that grass airstrip, the property owner must be a licensed pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay, when we look at that, now we are truly looking at a limited pool of prospective purchasers. That has an impact on value. So when we're doing properties like that, do your research, communicate to your client, this is not a typical cookie cutter home that you're gonna see the appraisal in five days. Yeah, and and the the other thing about that is like we talk about unique properties and our initial thought is there's something physically weird about the property, right? Um, But uniqueness, can manifest in restrictions and situations mm-hmm. and requirements and homeowners association agreements. Um, so, you know, in, a, in, a, in an air park situation, if the, the, the deed stipulates that the, um, 
owner must be a certificated pilot, then yes, that limits the pool of mm -hmm. potential buyers, but it also consolidates that pool of potential buyers to people who are probably of the financial status to be able to afford that kind of house, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, and th that market, while small, is viable in itself, like, in and of itself. For a person that wants a castle, Ain't nothing but a castle going to do for, a, for right. a guy or a girl who is a pilot and has their baby doll airplane that they adore and they want to be able to fly it out on Saturday afternoon. Um, only an air park community is going to work. That's right. So you know, that, Absolutely. Um, but again, as Melissa said, don't shy away from the one-off assignments because, number one, you can almost always charge a little bit more for them. Number two, if you become a specialist in some weird type of property um, you might become known across the country as the guy or the girl who does that kind of thing I mean if you were the if you were the the castle gal and that's one of the things that you kind of you know how to appraise castles then you would get a lot of calls anytime one of those properties trans transact that's right you would get the call for that thing so um, appraising unique properties is it offers um, challenges and reward and reward um, opportunities are always there there's got to be a pony in here somewhere absolutely well melissa thank you again for being here today um i love the idea of unique properties i like uh, i like you i like a challenge um i think uh for a lot of appraisers there is this fear of doing anything that's going to take them away from Man, I hate to say it this way, but the cookie cutter project mm -hmm. that is 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 comfortable, it's easy, it's you know you know how to do it, and, and it flies out the door. <clears throat> it flies out the door. You're in a subdivision that has the Lincoln, the Democrat, and the Bross mm -hmm. model, and that's all they've <laughs> got, and you know how to do those things. Uh, that's easy money. We all get that, but um, if you get the chance to take on a unique property, I would suggest you do it. Would Absolutely. You? Don't don't stifle yourself. Don't get in a rut. Don't let your comfort zone become so small and so narrow. You know, stretch to the outer limits, reach for the stars. And again, as you said, the compensation should be commensurate with the assignment. Absolutely. And that's up to you to communicate that with your client. That's right. So this is the appraisal update. I'm Hal Humphreys, uh, guest hosting for Brian Reynolds, who is on vacation this week. Uh, thanks for joining us, Melissa. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Hal. So enjoyed it.